0: Welcome back everyone. Um, I've got Sal Luna on the podcast today. So he's an engineer at Atlanta Arms. Big deal, right? Uh, works on a lot of their machines. He's top five in the world though. Uh, GM shooter, shoots production, uh, also limited, now steel challenge a little bit too. Uh, he has a world title in steel challenge and he's won Ipswich Nationals. So Sal, is there anything you don't do?
1: Uh uh, I'm not. I'm not doing well in th- three guns. So,
0: I witnessed. That.
1: <laughs> I got my ass whooped because I can't <laughs> load a shotgun. So,
0: <laughs> that too on this podcast, I can't wait. <laughs> I think shotgun humbles the best shooters out there for sure.
1: Yeah, I didn't have time to train for that. So.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought it was gonna be cake, but <laughs> it <That> wasn't. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah, so you didn't grow up in the U.S. So if you want to tell us, you know, where you're from and your story of how you moved to the United States.
1: I was born in Nicaragua. That's a country in Central America for those slacking, you know, <laughs> geography. And um, I basically grew up shooting. I grew up in a shooting range. You know, my parents were involved in the uh, gun industry. So um, I grew up with guns in my hands. You know, I have memories when I was three years old shooting. You know, twenty two, then two two threes, and stuff like that. But it was fun times. And um, I started shooting over there IPSC when I was, I think, fifteen or sixteen. I started with an STI. It was fun. I liked it. I Shot an STI. And um, then I shot a Glock. I like the simplicity of Glock, you know. And uh, I shot that for a couple of years. And I shot some CZ. See the Shadow One. And then uh, then I move over here. Uh, the reason why I moved to the US it's because um, I don't know if you know this guy Frank Garcia. I think you've been been at his range. You remember the, the shelf? The you remember
0: the shell? The what? Remember the shotgun shell he threw behind him?
1: Yeah, it's a funny dude, funny dude. I like him a lot. And uh, he basically asked me to come help him out for, uh, you know, World Shoot 2014, EPSC World Shoot. It was held at that range. I don't know if you know that. Uh So he basically asked me to come up, you know, help him out for uh, two or three years, get him ready for World Shoot, get everything ready for World Shoot, handle the ammunition side of it. And um, then it happened in 2014. And um, I was supposed to go back home, you know, and, you know, it was just a, a temporary thing. But then uh, uh, I just ended up staying, I think. Uh, then uh, I, went, I moved down to South Beach. I worked on an ammunition company down there. It was Friends of Frank's. He asked me for some help, you know, help him out and, you know, help him grow. And uh, I, I don't know you know, nine years later, I'm here in Georgia, <laughs> working for land arms. <laughs> I wasn't planning to, you know, to be here, but um, it just happened, I guess. That's life.
0: Yeah. So, like, even growing up around guns and, you know, in the industry around you, you still never expect to, like, work in the industry and be shooting full-time?
1: Uh, not really, actually. It just happened, and uh, I, I grew up uh, watching videos of uh, people that I want to be like But like, I grew up watching um Eric Groffel I don't know if you know him he's a French guy he's really good yeah and uh, another guy that I really like his style of shooting is uh Dey Savigny he's uh awesome you don't know Dey Savigny
0: I don't know I'm still newish oh god caught <Cut. laughs> hey, you haven't shot a clutch <laughs> shot don't
1: hear it. that's it I'm out of here <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry people listening i'm sure they haven't either so judge them too
1: <laughs> yeah he's a great guy and um it wasn't you know, my plan but um once i start shooting the u.s and i got into the circuit you know shooting sbsa and epsic it's still a challenge then i found out that i had the ability and you know the will to be a good shooter and uh, you know and uh, I had the drive, you know, the you know, to put the time and effort and everything to excel in the sport, so.
0: So are you a citizen yeah. now? Like, did you get- ah. citizenship? Say that again? Did you get citizenship in the US?
1: No, not yet. <laughs> okay. Because I, I, I mean, I wasn't planning. It was just something, you know, yeah. temporary.
0: Yeah, that's awesome though. So you kind of made the leap and did it. And I know you're close to your family, they still come over and, and see you, right? So it's like you never left. You're fine. Well, uh,
1: yeah, but I miss it over there. <laughs> it's totally different. Yeah, different yeah. lifestyle, a lot of partying, a lot of
0: partying. Going <laughs> back to your childhood too, like uh, okay. how how are firearms different in, in Nicaragua than it is like in the US? Um, is there more rules behind them? Like I, I don't know much about you know foreign firearms
1: uh number one there's a lot more
0: expensive okay
1: like if you want a Glock it's 2,500 bucks you know 3,000 bucks If you want a, a shadow like in Ecuador if you want a shadow too it's five grand you know <laughs> if you want a PCC gun ready it's 7,500 bucks you know 10,000 bucks so it's, it's different you know not everybody can afford it down there and uh so the groups are a lot smaller when you go shoot. There's a lot less people, like on the nationals. Mm-hmm. You know, you got 10, 30 people max. And um,
0: oh. mm-hmm.
1: it's not, I don't know.
0: Well, it's, it's a big it's barrier that entry. Hmm? It's a huge barrier when it costs that much to shoot.
1: Yes. In ammunition, it's also a lot more expensive than average. Yeah. You know, a box, it's 25 from 25 to 40 dollars a box. Wow. Alabama practice and it's it's a lot more expensive. Jeez.
0: So do they primarily shoot IPSC or do is there USPSA USPSA over there as well? Or- well
1: uh, that's a good question. because uh, USBSA is basically the name that the US used to be part of IPSC. Yeah. You know? USPSA is just the United States. Mm-hmm. part of IPSC so another country has another name it has an association for their shooters okay. and uh, but USPSA is a part of I- IPSC
0: that's cool I didn't know that
1: hmm well now you know
0: yeah I do so that's why I do these podcasts <laughs> mm-hmm. um okay for you like I mean it sounds like you're just a natural gifted shooter am I wrong uh
1: I'm naturally very accurate shooter. Yeah, at speed, I have to be uh I have to train a lot to be fast with a gun. You know, I'm still not fast, but I try. <laughs> but I'm very accurate and I know I can call my shots pretty pretty good with a pistol.
0: Yeah. Not so much with a shotgun. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you don't have to, duh oh <laughs> uh, was a nice try though
0: i know right <laughs> so what was the hardest part for you being like super disciplined to like train to be a shooter professional shooter
1: the hardest part yeah um uh, hardest that's a weird question I don't, I don't the hardest part it's uh uh hardest part of being a professional shooter it's the sacrifice i think because it requires a lot of time to train and you know get ready for uh, compete
0: yeah and for you like your training when ammo was not scarce <laughs> when it was a lot easier to get into the sport
1: <laughs> it's a lot easier to practice i would say but yeah
0: so the sh- the first shooting discipline that you shot in first division, what was that?
1: Uh, limited
0: in I- IPSC, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, it's called standard.
0: Okay, see, I don't know these things.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, tell okay. me That's fine. that experience. Like, what what were your goals for that first competition? Did you train really hard for that, or was that kind of your get your feet wet into it?
1: My goal was to shoot clean. I hate shooting mics, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I will go to a match and just shoot as many office as I can. and never worry about time; it's just office, office, office. And uh, I think that's a good base to come from. It's a good fundamental.
0: So that was. Did you do that? Did you shoot a clean
1: match? I mean, I had some, you know, bad, <laughs> I, you know, it's like everybody else. You know, I shot a couple
0: mics here and there, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a slow process. So. Yeah. So if you were talking to like a new shooter and, you know, they're going to the first match like you did, even on your level of talent, they should still expect it not to go how they think it's going to go, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And even at my level, you know, you can't go in thinking that you're going to shoot a perfect match. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen, you know. Yeah, you need a pretty good match. That's, you know, a good enough match yeah but i go to a competition uh, my goal is to shoot um between 8 and 9 stages okay and you know one fumble you know that you know eventually is going to happen yeah so uh that's that's a good goal eight good stages and then a couple mediocre ones
0: okay okay i like that um okay so then Why production? Like you mostly shoot production. So why the heck is the production division fun for you?
1: Fun? uh,
0: Why do you enjoy that? That horrible reloading division?
1: No, reloading is fun. What are you talking about?
0: And counting rounds. (laughs) And then if you miss a steal and you've only got so many rounds and you go to slide lock, dude, it sucks. That's
1: part of the game, sucks for everybody. So if you can suck less, then you have an advantage
0: but you found that fun like (laughs) you you found your spot in production shooting
1: well not really i think it's more fun to shoot carry optics you know with 21 rounds and just go out and blast
0: (laughs) write that down sal said high caps better
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it is like (laughs) 20 rounds
0: (laughs) watching what what gun did you switch to what are you shooting now for the carry optics uh, the same gun. Which tell people what you shoot.
1: Huh?
0: What do you shoot? Tell people what you shoot. It's
1: a, it's a shadow, too, that I cut uh, myself. I cut the slot for the sight. And then when weight was a problem, I took a lot of weight out of it to make under 45 ounces. It took me 11 <laughs> hours to have my gun ready for shoot carry optics. It was amazing. And then they changed the rule, you know, boy, it doesn't matter. So, and I can't shoot an IPSIG too, because on IPSIG, you cannot have a gun that has, you know, other than the slot cut in your rear, rear sight. <laughs> Basically, yeah.
0: So, what? USPSA essentially kind of just messed you all up. What? So, USBSA new rules just kind of messed you all up where you're like, cool.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. USBSA.
0: That's great, that's great. So how did you- You uh,
1: Sylvia, yeah? Sylvia, say how to the camera.
0: Yeah, Sylvia, <laughs> <laughs> she's a big old floof. Uh-huh. She's a big old floof. Yeah. That's cute. So how did you pick up speed and like work on speed? Like, what was that routine like to, to do that?
1: Okay, I always have a problem with speed because, uh, you know, it's basically just to, the same thing you're doing far away, just put it closer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, trying to pursue speed for me, is not good. I get a lot of trigger freeze. Mm-hmm. So I have to focus on shooting A's the closest and, and just do it and over and over and over so I can get a little bit quicker. And um, the problem is that I had a Ninja back in 2017, that's so with tennis elbow, my training program changed. If I shoot high burst, like, you know, uh, really close targets, like four targets, then redo, then shoot, you know, 30 rounds in 10, 12 seconds, mm-hmm. I would do a lot of damage to my elbow. So I cannot, I couldn't practice close distance for a long time. I started practicing long dist- uh, short, uh, distance, short uh, distance, like six months ago, a little bit before this nationals. And um, yeah, it took me like two and a half years to get rid of tennis elbow. It's a really bad injury. That happens when you have a lot of ammo and you try to shoot it off. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it, I just overloaded the elbow. You know, I use it a lot to uh, to work. And um, then I dry fire, then I shoot live and uh, go to the gym, exercise a lot. So that overloads the elbow. And then uh, PlayStation It's not good too especially when we play with a mouse and keyboard <laughs> so uh yeah it's um i'm, I'm trying to get better uh, close this, you know okay. have a higher pace like a faster pace shooting. that's one of my weaknesses yeah so,
0: have you ever played the wii games wii tennis or wii bowling <laughs> when it came out
1: i've seen them but no there's just stupid.
0: no it's super dumb like years ago that's what gave me tennis elbows so like you're literally <laughs>
1: oh god you gotta be kidding me
0: <laughs> no the one hand that you're like whipping targets because you're just in the air and you're like why do I hurt the next day that was what that was that <laughs> I know I'm special
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay so you're picking up speed you're getting more accurate um how did like everything just kind of fall into place so from IPSC moving over to US, the United States, shooting USPSA, like what were the first few competitions like until you really got like you down, I guess?
1: Uh, when I started shooting over here, I shot Florida State. I won that one and I was a B class and everybody was mad about it. Sandbagger, yeah. Fanbagger. <laughs> Sand yeah, I know. And then I shot nationals. I was, I think I shot like 90% and at nationals for the first time. I was like 10th place or something like that, 10th, 12th. It's not right. The key was, uh, I was very uh, conservative. I was watching every shot, every haul, making sure I shot a clean match. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that only gets you so far, you know, when you're very conservative in a match. So then you start like losing it up, you
0: know?
1: Gathering more experience for matches, you know, no one went to, you know, when to uh, shoot faster and give a little bit of accuracy up so you can, you know, get a higher hit factor. And uh, that's the difference of game between ESPSA and IPSC. IPSC, it's more accuracy oriented. Okay. And ESPSA, uh, it's more uh, either balanced or speed oriented. You, know, when you don't have to aim too much to actually get a good hit factor on a stage. So, um, which I don't like that. And it's getting progressively worse, I would
0: say. I mean, but we have the rule changes. Aren't they so helpful? Popper calibration. Limits, <laughs> <laughs> magazine, put them anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a band-aid, you know? People are always going to get uh, bat poppers that of matches, you know? Like AJ, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you prefer than IPSC over USBSA, at least... All, uh,
1: yeah, all day, every day, IPSC.
0: So how come they don't have those at all-ish in the States? I mean, is that just because it's the foreign division and it's not U.S.? Like, I know they have Ipsic nationals, but there's nothing really locally.
1: Well, again, it's we, we're part of IPSC, you know, we just wow. do Every Every region in the world can, you know, arrange their stages in the way they want to. It's just, uh, I don't know. People like it, higher hit factors in here yeah I see it
0: Hmm. okay let's go back to training routine you mentioned dry fire Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: a lot of people hate dry fire right so like how oh gosh yeah there's so many people that complain about it it's like that's kind of how I've been able to get better especially on reload especially on PC the
1: the only way that I would say that you're okay not doing dry fire it's when you shouldn't so much that you don't have time to dry fire or you don't have the the muscle endurance like if you are shooting between 3,500 and 4,500 rounds a week then it's okay not to dry fire you know because you're shooting a lot and I have done that so there's <laughs> when you're shooting 4,000 rounds a week there's no time to dry fire sure. but if you're not doing that and you're not dark dry fire you just fall behind yeah that, that's what you want then that's fine
0: <clears throat> what does that routine look like though like how often what drills are you running what part-time so if somebody's watching or listening to podcasts like, what can they run and do better?
1: Um, the first thing I tell to my students is that I um, always try to do the, the right um, motions and focus on amen at the alpha. You know, because if you're trying to pursue a part-time without having, without doing it right and properly, there's, I mean, it's it's you're not gaining much. You know, you have to do it right a lot of times before it starts to get quicker. So that's basically it. Like when I dry fire, I don't use a timer. Unless I'm dry firing for um, a steel challenge, you know, just to draw.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I put a, a timer on my computer, just a loop, just loops, loops, loops. And it's faster, you know, because you've got to be efficient when you're training. Because if, you, if you're going to spend an hour doing dry fire every day, yeah. you know, that, that's a lot of time. But if you can do it in 30 minutes, you know, 20, 30 minutes max, then you know you have to cut all the the, the times that you're not actually uh playing with the gun, which is you know, when you hit the timer to go off, that's totally seconds, you just waste it. You know, instead of just being a loop going over and over and over, you just you know doing the motions, doing the draw the, the, the draws, you yeah. know.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant.
1: <clears throat> well, you can apply the same concept for live fire and uh if you're not shooting 600 rounds in 45 minutes to an hour max Mm -hmm. then you're just wasting time people take you know three four hours of the range shooting five six hundred rounds and that's that's just too much
0: that's a long question okay but (laughs) still didn't answer my question i'm like what drills
1: what drills just basic draws you know and uh for still challenge, I put my part-time at one second. On still challenge, uh, it's very important that, uh, you know, half of the first shots on still challenge have to be between 0.9 and one second. Then some of them have to be between second and second and 10. And like at a limit, it's 125 is a good draw, 130 maybe. So I just, you know, practice a target that, uh, that I can do Okay at one second draw from surrender. That's my target. Uh that's my goal. And um I don't try to get faster than that, just more precise, you know, when I draw the sites perfectly in the center of the target. So you just do it over and over again until um, until you know I, I go to matches and I try to replicate that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now with like USPSA dry fire, are you putting out partial targets and smaller targets all over your house (laughs) like most of us do and and working on all that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do that. I did a little bit of movement at home. Uh, Lots and lots of reloads, you know, because fast-time production. (laughs) um, But I don't do part-times on USPSA. I don't try to do part-time on that. I just draw my gun, you know, point. I am mean, make sure looking at the alpha. Yeah. Uh, doing good reloads, you know, trying to look at that Mac walk for your time and, and be, uh, be good at it. Good enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, what other divisions, by the way, have you tried besides production limited?
1: Let me say something before we move on to the next question. Good yeah. uh, son, more in Ipsic. It doesn't matter if, you know, you, you have a second draw one second draw in your competition it's a point nine, you know but if you're not hitting the a zone on that you know point nine, and draw is not going to you know decide who's going to win yeah and means- the the draw is a little bit more heavier it's, you have more standing shooting you know you draw you shoot yeah. four targets you reload again and you shoot them again and, and, and this the, the, the draw is a little bit more important than the in my opinion than yeah. in-
0: well it's the same thing in three gun. I know it's that's a whole different thing, but like your your pistol draw is gonna have no effect on whether <laughs> or not you win the match.
1: Whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Whatsoever. <no> <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Oh god. Okay, so divisions, yeah. What what all divisions have you shot and
1: divisions? just uh, production limited, uh, carry optics, and um, I never shot open because back when I started, I we, we didn't uh, like seeing an open kind you know, because it was really hard to import those. Mm-hmm. And um, that
0: would have been $25,000 over there, too.
1: <laughs> no, they're probably like, uh, I don't know, $12,000, yeah. well, $14,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so now it's just really hard to get them. Yeah. Um, I mean a good cat. Uh, I mean a good uh, limb cat or something like that. You know, a good open gun. Um, but that's about it. I shot a little bit of rifle PCC. I like PCC. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, if, if the targets are way too close to shoot PCC in here, it's just whoever can pull the trigger faster. It's
0: that's not not. Um. So like. Why would people like starting out shooting new shooters, why should they go shoot production? Why should they go try their hand at limited and try their hand at, you know, carry optics? I think
1: people should shoot whatever they have the most fun with or they yeah. enjoy. If they have a limited gun and they want to go shoot that and have fun. You know, that's what they should do. If you have a stock gun, you want to shoot production, you know, go and have fun
0: again you find production fun let me just confirm
1: well that's because i have good reloads i mean yeah they're kind of good i missed one the nationals (laughs) freaking (laughs) fumble. but shit happens
0: oh i love it so um you what guns that you started out with you said glock um you've got cz's now and all that but like, what gear did you start off using? And like, what did you learn testing out gear, trying, I guess, even mag pouches, you know, setting that up to you, how long did that take?
1: Um, it's the first year, I think. Wow. You try to get, you adjust to your equipment. You know, you have your, uh, I use a lot of CR speed, uh, wait, no. uh, I use a lot of CR speed uh, holsters, they're pretty good, solid and um, you just put it where you, you feel comfortable, you know, drawing the gun and you know it's going to be there when you know, you're know you about to draw it mm-hmm. and uh, same for the Mac pouches just follow the rules that's pretty much it, you just follow the rules put, put everything behind the the headphone huh?
0: the rules changed
1: yeah, but not on if <laughs> <So, laughs> there's no point for me to change them you know, because then I have to go to war shoot, and, and and it's going to be a completely different equipment. Okay. So
0: funny. Well, when you think about like the top guys I was asking, uh, one of the AMU dudes, it's like he's not moving his gear because he already knows how to run the gear, where the gear's at. So if he changed exactly. it, it, mess him up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you get a dry fire and get used to that. And so it's not it's not cost effective to move them. Yeah. You know.
0: So um. I guess for, for like new shooters, you know, why is it important for them to like try guns or try out people's gear before like going out and buying the most expensive stuff they can find?
1: Uh, well, if you can go and buy them and try the most expensive guns <laughs> first and go shoot them. I, I don't see anything wrong with that.
0: What if they hate it? Huh? What if they hate it and they just spent, you know, thousands of dollars on, on stuff?
1: You're not going to hate it. I don't see why it's going to be a better gun, you know, most likely than a $700 gun. So.
0: Actually, um, I had a question about the CZ. So you shoot first shot is double action and then you go into single action. Um, What's like super important for people shooting those to know about that first trigger pull and really focus on.
1: Um, You just got to be, you just got to do a lot of dry fire to get used to it (laughs) because it's not, uh, it's just, uh, it's just like developing the mental and, you know, and and motor skills to draw the gun and pull that first shot and then transition to the single shot, uh, single action. It's just, you have to do it so many times that it feels natural. You don't have to think about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm more fearful, like that first triple, are you kind of more slow and intentional or are you just the same way now that you do any other shot?
1: Uh, I just pull it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. make sure that that's in the center of the target and just pull the trigger.
0: <laughs> we pull had- a trigger
1: and pray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saying, we had Beretta's um, for Florida State pistol team, and I remember I was terrified of the double action. I've never mastered it. You know, you're like shaking, trying to figure out, and then you pulled the shot, so <laughs> not for me. Shake
1: it. Okay, and I, I, I never. Don't,
0: shoot. I don't need full action. It's so intimidating.
1: <laughs> it's just a trigger, and you pull it. Gun goes bang, and that's it.
0: Fly shoot a 2011? <laughs>
1: huh?
0: That's why I shoot a 2011?
1: <laughs> Smart. Oh
0: yeah. So what? Um, what gear do you run now? What have you upgraded to? Uh,
1: you mean holsters and Mac pouches and stuff? I'm shooting Black Scorpion. That's my sponsor for the gears awesome and uh, they're pretty good uh there's um, i mean um you know still challenge uh the last one the world's yeah. back in april mm-hmm. uh my sponsor sent me the gear like a week before the match <laughs> i just put it on start dry fire but it was like very similar to uh, what i was using and um i just dry fire it i you know trained for that week then I, you know, shot that match and won it. So I'm
0: yeah, well,
1: yeah. pretty damn good. Especially the holster. Holster is pretty good.
0: That's awesome. Solid. My favorite part about that was <laughs> your company, Atlanta Arms, is like the best when it comes to emails. So I see your face on every newsletter. <laughs> and then when <laughs> they send out an email saying, hey, Sal finally won something.
1: Those fuckers, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: those emails like i actually opened those i was like
1: i know i know
0: you have video though from um multi-guy nationals don't you somewhere
1: (laughs) multi-guy nationals
0: yeah i don't know i don't know i want to find that footage and send it to (sighs) them okay um So what all competitions have you been to throughout your life, state, area, uh, nationwide? We've talked a little bit about World Speed Shoots, but where all have you been?
1: Uh, A lot of states in the US, uh, and then all Central America. Some countries in South America, uh, a lot. I've been a lot to Ecuador. Ecuador is a really, really nice country to shoot at. You know, they held the, I think it was in 1996, World shoot in there, 1998 or 1994, I don't remember, but yeah, they had Ecuador. Ecuador had a world shoot, it was really good. I didn't, I didn't shoot, but I heard it. was. Like
0: <laughs> uh, you would have been like 10, huh? Yeah. You would have been like 10 years old, yeah. No, six, yeah, it would have been three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah, and
1: uh, Jamaica, Jamaica is so much fun. There's always partying after the shooting, when the shooting's over. Oh God, (laughs) it's good, yeah. Everybody should go to Jamaica, Aruba. Aruba knows how to party
0: also. (laughs) We're getting an insight into Sal's personal life here. (laughs) Yep. So no, like for for Jamaica on a side note, my cousins went, (laughs) they were 12 years old on a cruise. The freaking gift shop sold them pens with alcohol in like the pen part of it. So they were literally buying liquor but it was okay, because it was actually a pen. <laughs> That's legal.
1: <laughs> Super legal. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh that works.
1: Yeah, Puerto Rico, too. I've been to Puerto Rico. And,
0: okay.
1: They know how to party, too.
0: Have you been to Thailand?
1: No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I will.
0: Yeah. And it happens. It happens. Yeah. Talk about that, actually. So you made the, the World um, USA team, and you'll be shooting... In Thailand, what is that?
1: What is it? It's a big competition. It's a big well, big people big, that
0: big don't competition. know, Sal. So talk to people like they <laughs>
1: Worst Shoot it's basically the best shooters in the world, you know, that are that, um, they're affiliated to IPSC. All the regions, they get a slot. And um, you know, the bigger the region, the bigger the slots amounts they get. Like for example, I think the U.S. gets 100 slots, and like uh, the country that I that I was born in, they get two slots. Mm-hmm. Imagine the, the difference. Yeah, it's it's based on the number of members. Sure. And uh, so it's it's a really really tough competition. Really, so what really did tough.
0: It look like for you to get that spot.
1: Well, you have to shoot. Uh, best three out of four nationals use either IPSC nationals in the U.S. or USPSA nationals cool for the year uh, prior your percentage it's added up on a a list of shooters and whoever gets you know the best four added percentages of the best three out of four matches gets to be in the team
0: so is it all different divisions too like you're talking about standard limited whatever
1: yeah also categories you know ladies seniors, stuff like that
0: Ooh, so i can make it when i'm a super senior maybe (laughs) that's when i can actually
1: one day yeah Yeah. you gotta aim for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i want to do world shotgun uh shoot if they ever have it over there so there you go yeah that's my goal um (laughs) so traveling for shooting a lot of people haven't done that um especially internationally too so can you share a little bit about like how to fly with guns especially internationally like what does that look like
1: Well, internationally, you have to uh, talk to whoever's organizing the match, and they're going to provide you with the gun permit. so you bring your gun with you. It's like a temporary carrier permit to whichever country you're going to, and then you have to have a form from the U.S. that you're going to use when you get back, because you can take the guns out of here, like you just declare them at the... At the airport, and just take them out of here. But once you get back, there's a form. I think it's 4473. They have to register your guns. So when you come back, you know they're on your name, and just a little form that you show in customs. And um, when you travel out, it's 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 simple. You know, it's just ammunition has to be like 11 pounds, which is around 400 rounds, but very few airlines will weigh them. So just, you know, put 500 rounds and, you know, and just go to shoot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Words from, from Sal. So if you get arrested.
1: Just- <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you won't get arrested. You know, worst thing is that they will force you to, you know, make it 11 pounds and whatever is left. You have to go to your car and just, you know, put it there and then go back to the airport. And, you know, you know, if you know, hopefully you get there with enough time to do that so
0: <laughs> yeah flying with guns I think you should give yourself a little bit of extra time
1: <clears throat> yeah but it's not it's not a big deal no right.
0: I do realize that um what is your favorite match you've ever been to uh
1: France war shooting France
0: that's cool it was cool
1: and I and I know like the stages whoever uh, uh, Lee, I think is the name is a French guy that designs the stages by hand like he draws them by hand every single one of them and they're you know precise and they're scaled and they're you know they have measurements like everything that's really really good
0: that's cool
1: so they're really really well designed and uh you know head factors are always you know from three to six for okay. production yeah they're very low
0: how does that feel when you see that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well <let's see. laughs> it's it's how it's supposed to be so no
0: I know but like you know yeah when you're used to USPSA in the states you're like mm, I,
1: sometimes I go to a stage with an air match and I'm like what is this stage doing here you know this is not a backyard you know local match but they're fun too so can't blame them
0: <laughs> <me. laughs> oh man uh so yeah making these connections across the <laughs> pretty cool pretty powerful like our community is a lot smaller than i think a lot of people realize it um Mm -hmm. so what do you see like international competitors not having you know that us americans have do when it comes to like our competitions or our guns or even our freedoms like is is that really any different you know in france and all these places that you've been to
1: it's a lot different like owning a gun it's it can be really really complicated number one uh, number two, the components, um, getting the components into the gun tree. thats also uh, very challenging, you know, for the gun shops and stuff like that. So uh, the limitation, the limitations on um, uh, guns, ammo, and components, reloading equipment—you know, reloading machines—wow, uh, it—it just a lot more barriers when it comes to having all that available for you. And, um, over here, it's so much easier you just open your computer, order you know villain parts and components and stuff, just reload them, go shoot. You can have you know twenty guns in the back of your truck and and you're good <laughs> so it's it's completely different over here, but um yeah, people don't know what they have until you know you start was... politics start getting you know trying to get their hands into your guns and, and, and yeah it's might get messy but let's not talk about politics.
0: So. No no no. <laughs> uh, is there a country that you haven't been to yet or haven't shot at like that you want to?
1: Brazil. Oh Brazil to... okay. Yeah they have a big big big, big IPSC, um down there cool. and yeah probably be going pretty soon. Brazil. And
0: the... How many languages? Brazil.
1: I think Brazil oh what
0: go ahead go ahead
1: yeah Brazil uh, Russia I want to go to Russia too. Oh
0: wow they have all the firearms no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the good ones.
0: Yeah, the case. KG- Brazil, Brazil you
1: know? I was I would say Brazil, Russia, and Czech Republic. So I haven't shot the there's a match called Extreme, um, which is sponsored by CZ, you know, yeah. over in Czech Republic. And that's a really, really good match that I wanna shoot. I think it's held in June. I might try to shoot for next year for that one.
0: Do you have to pay for all of these yourself?
1: Uh why? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, like, They're
0: gonna,
1: gonna go make down. fun of me again?
0: No, no, no. no. <laughs> like I know for, for shotgun shoot, you do have to pay like your uh, flight and stuff and all the travel, I guess, to get there, but like, You're part of the team, you're representing the team, but I don't know. It helps if you have sponsors to get over there.
1: Well, I, I'm gonna I'm say this uh, for France, when we shot World Shoot at France, uh, USBSA uh, sponsored some of it. Right. Like, you know, being over there for like a week, I think I spent uh, well, I brought my parents with me, so I spent between six and eight grand or something like that. And USBSA. They help us with, like, um, I think it was 2500 bucks a
0: piece. That's awesome. Which was
1: okay. You know, we'll cover. Ticket. Yeah. Ticket. And that's it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's helpful. I know, like, for, like, Olympics. And,
1: go- listen, if you go if you go into France, if you ever go on a plane that it's more than 8, 10 hours, you can't go economy. I try to do that. It's <laughs> just not. Not good. It just... No,
0: I did from Orlando to Ireland <laughs> <in the> economy.
1: <laughs> what? I went
0: Orlando to Ireland in economy, and I can't remember how long that flight was, but it was not. Oh
1: god, hard. no, never again. Like if I had to spend another five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I
0: think it was a couple of thousand, but yeah, no, I just remember vodka, and um, I can't remember what drugs my doctor gave me, but I asked them to inoculate me for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't fly well. Like I have anxiety. So I needed something. I can't remember what it was to make me sleep. And then anxiety
1: from, from what? Like what caused causes it?
0: Like airplanes in general. Like small compact thing that can, you know, kill you in the air and die. And like you could just hit from you to triangle. Like there's there's things. I also don't do gas stations or needles.
1: <clears throat> gas stations or needles. I hate needles. Oh god, I hate needles. I will kill somebody if they try to, you know, hit them with a the needle.
0: See, we're real tough but then when you give us a needle or there's a needle in the room i'm out
1: <laughs> nope not me yeah. <laughs> somebody's getting shot
0: exactly oh no i was asking those questions because like olympians you know they have to pay for absolutely everything you know people don't know that that's not something that's you know sponsored and um
1: really
0: oh yeah oh yeah so we're a little bit luckier that we do have help with that um what was i gonna say oh how many languages do you speak
1: uh three spanish portuguese english i try to learn french like i can do the basic stuff but i um uh, i wasn't very good at it
0: that's cool though that helps i know yeah
1: like i can go to a restaurant in france you know order my you know whatever I'm eating and you know basic stuff
0: P- pasta bitches bring me all <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's wine wine bitches give me all the good wine
0: that's true.
1: <laughs> All the burlow.
0: Oh God. Okay. So what's the highest placement or titles that you've received in your shooting career?
1: Uh, Beth on Ipsic worlds, I think that's the highest,
0: but the other yeah. ones, you got a world title and just, uh, still still
1: mm-hmm. yeah. National title in pro-am, which is so much fun. Yeah. I love that. And, um, stick Nationals that was 2016 and then USPSA I think the highest I've got it's third place I think that was 2019 I got third place from USPSA. Cool. And uh, what else? Yeah.
0: Multigodulation well, is clearly a winner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> third like from bottom <laughs> from the bottom. It's
0: Not so easy um if you had to guess, it's probably, you can't figure this out, but if you had to guess, how many rounds do you think it took to achieve that level of success?
1: Um, To be a good shooter, it took me about 100,000 rounds. To be a war class, it took me about 250,000. And um, I think that's a good number. Yeah, I've seen shooters that I know shooters that have not shot a lot of rounds and yeah. And the level once you get to a point certain point, you know, the amount of rounds doesn't change your performance so much. So sacrifice has to be a lot of higher so you can get some gains out of it. But
0: yeah. yeah. Your hmm? Go ahead.
1: That's a lot of rounds. Okay. That's <laughs> a lot of ammo.
0: Sylvia is very loud. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Being very loud, baby. Um so like for, it's so needy yeah yeah <laughs> for your biggest competition though in production um who who is your biggest competition and like how do you guys change over the years like some of you'll be first and then you'll be fifth and then you'll go back to second and like you'll just kind of flip-flop places but you pretty much stay you know at the top there
1: uh well right now for the last couple of years um it's been uh the top guys uh, niles Mason Lane, Jacob, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't missing JJ when he shows up and shoot, it's really good. <laughs> it's funny too. <laughs> and his stripes are ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, I don't know. Can you help me with that?
0: I'm trying to think of who I- I, I
1: have really bad memory.
0: Uh-huh. nils and jacob both have, have shot a little bit more carry optics now you know this is so <clears throat> cute production
1: um they're still so good with it
0: but you guys definitely you're you're still like you're so close with each other but the scores do change so often like match to match sometimes you know what i mean mm-hmm. interesting how that happens
1: it is interesting and the performance per match changes too
0: mm-hmm. like an
1: air matches will have a certain performance that you know We achieve and then nationals it changes a little bit uh experience on a national match comes you know it's it's more it's heavier you know than you know the amounts of rap that you practice or or how much you drive experience comes in and, and you know it's a deciding factor on a nationals yeah it's it's different
0: and you guys all shoot together so like once you place top whatever for the the year before then you're making super squad And you're shooting with your competition.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you talked about it earlier. You're looking at scores every day. If it's a three-day match, right? And you're looking at, do I need to be more accurate? Do do I need to pick up speed? Or, you know, on the last day is that, do I just need to gas it as fast as I can and just, you know, pray and send? Like, are you watching that and knowing kind of where you're at as you shoot with these people to know what to do?
1: When we're shooting a match, not really. I don't have to... I just, um, I know where I stand from, you know, my performance, mm-hmm. like a day that I have a bad day, um, you know, 30 points behind par. And, you know, I know that I'm, you know, 30 points behind first place, probably like 15 points behind, you know, second place and stuff like that. So, um, uh, if you're close, you know, everybody's close, you know, it, it's a different feeling. And, uh, look at the scores you know how you're doing you know second day it's just changes every stage anything can happen
0: you know yeah does that stress you out shooting with them no
1: it's fun shit (laughs) (laughs) the best feeling ever
0: (laughs) nobody's done and dumb and sends rounds in wrong directions or uh, don't know the rules and wouldn't it be great to shoot on super squad
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, although although yes even if it's the super squad, you know, we also, you know, do mistakes and stuff, you know, like first stage, uh, last nationals, I shot a mic first stage. That was devastating. Then third stage, I fumbled a reload on a 13 hit factory stage, which it's not good Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. So, uh, that reload, I just fumbled, I just hit the side of the gun and just the Mac went out flying and that cost me 30 points, you know? um but yeah you know it's, it's just whoever it's more solid at you know shooting that it's gonna uh you know be at the top
0: yeah pretty much so what are your goals that you have yet to achieve that you're working towards um coming yeah. up so what's your goals there these nationals
1: uh getting a national title on uspsa that's one of them yeah and then uh podium at world shoot that's also another one cool i All think right. i have another yeah there's a lot of work to do <laughs> to get those two.
0: Oh man so you do shoot for for fun occasionally like carry optics is kind of your fun now you should <clears throat> you enjoy pcc have you done any other weird sports that we don't know about like skeet shooting or prs or anything
1: skeet man the first time i tried skeet I was so much used to shooting doves and quails you know, back when I grew up. I shot a lot of doves and quails. Doves are my favorite. And, uh, you know, they're flying 90 miles an hour. And uh, you're shooting, you know, through the morning. You know, you shoot 300 rounds every session. You know, you're hitting between 100 and 150 uh, doves. And uh, then you go to a skeet match and you say, pull and then the freaking skeet so, so slow. And I'm like, what is this? Then <laughs> the lead is so much that you just miss him. <laughs> you just yeah. don't hit him. <laughs> that was my first, uh, the first time I shot skeet, that was my, uh, the, the perception of it. You know, skeet so freaking slow. Trapped but I
0: like
1: have uh, shot it. You know, it's fun. Kind of fun. A little bit boring, but... but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> three gun is anything but boring. You tried
1: that. Oh, three gun is really fun. I yeah. just hate quad loads. You could just shoot open. No, just too much. I don't, I don't have the equipment. I have to gather the equipment and go shoot. Yeah, I ra- awesome. I ra- I ra- I'd rather just take two months just training quad loads, get good at it, and go shoot it. That, I mean, if I go again, that's what I'm going to you do. Know, two, maybe three months of quad loading and I go shoot because my rifle was zeroed. Got my holds pretty good, you yeah. know, so um, I know I'm going to hit up with the pistol. I'm not going to have a problem with that. Yeah. So, yeah, just just the quads because my shotgun stage was a disaster.
0: It was <laughs> so fun to watch. So that's how Sal I I, that's, I just
1: could to set, okay, I don't know if should just zero it. You know, just DNF me on that stage and let's move on. You know, let's save the shotgun shells.
0: God, it was so fun to watch. That's how I met Sal. No, was it wasn't. It was so fun. So Sal is like <laughs> new to this and it was... You know he's up here in the, in the pistol world, and then oh, down here in the shotgun.
1: <laughs> oh, but when, when it came to the point of okay, you should shoot that with a shotgun, I'm like, no, I'm gonna shoot it with the pistol. Then I did it, you know, the pistol way, which it, it's it's lower, like, there's no way to you know compensate with the pistol you can do it with a shotgun, you know, if you're good, there's no way. So you're always gonna be behind. So, yeah, the yeah. more shotgun skills, it's not just about the quad loads either, you know, it's yeah. about putting the right bird shells in there and then you know slugs to get the swingers and it's just different game you know i need a lot more experience too
0: yeah
1: they in the top 10 there i think it was 17 which is it's
0: good uh, it
1: sucks good. but whatever
0: you're fast, okay. yeah. <laughs> you're fast. <laughs> you can run fast that was good
1: no, that's the only good thing
0: <laughs> no so out of reaping though like skeet or three gun or even like if you haven't shot PRS or NRL twenty two, is there anything that you really want to try, like your hand at one day, if you were to move away from pistol or just try something new? Which sport?
1: Which sport? That's yeah. a good question. Uh, sport.
0: Well, I mean, shooting sport. Would you choose three gun? Would you try to pursue something else, like?
1: I will shoot rifle. PRS is sounds fun.
0: Okay.
1: Because I grew up, I grew up shooting uh, long distance rifle. Mm-hmm. like I remember shooting um metallics 300 yard metallics with an m14 like cool. I did that a lot yeah it's sitting position like this it's just so hard and it's a big target though but it's really hard to hit it you know metallic uh, rifle shooting 308 and uh I shot that a lot uh, I shot a little bit of f-class and uh which is boring <laughs> <laughs> um I shot, um, well, I did a lot of shooting for fun just to get ready to go hunting, you know, deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started with the two-two-two Remington, you know, not a two two three, two, two, two. It was very accurate. I have that little rifle. We're shooting like 0.4 maybe at 100 yards, which nice. is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, 0.3, 0.4, a really good rifle. Uh, wooden stock. I think I have a picture somewhere. I might, I might post it. Okay. And uh, then I had a Remington 700. No, I had a Remington Model 7, 243. Really good rifle. Lightweight, really good to hunt with. And uh, not so accurate, you know, accurate enough. I think half an inch at 100, something like that. And um, then I had a 308 Remington 700. I think that was the model. Bartman Special. I think Bartman Special. Really good rifle
0: too. Seven hundred. A lot of platforms for PRS
1: uses that. Yeah. <laughs> special.
0: Yeah. The varmint. So you would try PRS?
1: Yeah, I'd be I'd be fairly good. I wouldn't be a noob. You know, going to my first match. Um, I learned a lot from my dad. He, you know, we uh used to have a rank, uh range out there. Used to be there a lot,
0: and he shot a lot
1: of eight hundred yards to a thousand yards with the. I think has a 308 Norma Magnum rifle, which is very similar to the 300 Winchester Magnum. And uh, it was really fun when he has his rifle zeroed. uh, He would just tell me to go shoot. Like I would step in the you know the bench that was already. The rifle was like aiming at the you know I would shoot a popper at 100 uh, 800 yards. I would just sit down, just pull the trigger, and then you know wait a couple seconds, then see the popper falling.
0: So (laughs) rewarding it really is.
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah. That's cool.
1: But there's a lot of science behind it, you know, bullet weight and, you know, your powder, charge, what type of brass, brass are you using, the primers, dude, the primers have to, to have a lot to do with the accuracy. So there's, there's, that's a different
0: world, you know? So my podcast, Matt Horn <laughs> could help you. He did the PRS. We talked all about that. Um, I learned words that I didn't even know about waterline and I don't even know. Couldn't tell you. Can, but can't. And then <laughs> tomorrow's. So this this will be later. But tomorrow's episode, we talked about NRL twenty two because it kind of simulates the same stuff of PRS, but you're shooting a you know, little tiny twenty two bullets at a closer distance. But you're still ha- having to learn how to get in position and use bags and bipods. And have you heard of that? NRL twenty two? No. No. Oh, it's the National Rifle League. Sounds
1: um... sounds unnecessary. Just no, we- Do the right thing, you know. Huh?
0: really cool it's for so like, think about it. like my range here only has 100 yards kind of sucks right so we can't go have prs uh at this range so you can do an nrl 22 shooting smaller caliber shorter distance but i mean i'm talking about quarter inch fucking target okay it's just a line and the line is the circle at the bottom and it's bullshit and it's a spinner no no than- sounds,
1: like, sounds like ipsic airsoft you know just no you <laughs> know
0: so hard hard. okay i want to dive into uh your workout stuff so you've dragged me to the gym before super fun and (laughs) you have a set like workout uh routine so what exercises do you do that like helps you on the range
1: um helps me on the range uh high intensity stuff like uh ladder drills or uh footwork and uh, any exercise that would strength the uh, shoulders, you know, for the uh, grip also. Grip is very important.
0: Okay, I saw you doing that the other day. So, you're playing with, like, a baton? Like, a baton.
1: That's a barbell. That's a 45-pound barbell.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, what? <laughs> like, it's a baton. <laughs> so, what <laughs> What are you doing? Like, what is that motion? And what are you... Are you it's watching?
1: just simulating the recoil. You know, you go up and down with a barbell that weighs 45 pounds. Okay. So you, you know, building persistence and endurance on your. Cool. i
0: oh, for more workout tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you do high intensity stuff and then like, what else? Lifting? Do you do any weights or you do more endurance or what does that look like?
1: Uh, you, I do regular weights. I try to avoid some of them that might be uh, not good for my physique, like squats. I don't do much squats. Uh it might hurt your knees or your lower back. So try to stay away from those. I do them, you know, I like them, but if I do too much, then you know I'll uh be sore and uh it's not good for if you're trying to compete. So just try to stay away from uh one max like reps and stuff, you know, PRs and stuff like that. Just have a decent routine, go up in weights, but don't overdo it. Don't, you know, break anything. Don't pull the muscle any tendon that you're really gonna need to shoot a match with. That's
0: my advice. Do you change it up though? Like, you know, you don't do a set routine forever and ever and ever, right? Like, do you try new stuff?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, new exercises. Yeah, I incorporate new exercises to my routine. Okay. And change them up a little bit. But, you know, it's basically pretty much the same. It's like shooting, you know, it's about repetition and, you know, do it and over and over and being consistent.
0: That's true. All right, and then you semi-eat healthy. I've seen what you eat when you're on the road, but no, when you're at home, the glare, <laughs> the pasta. The, wine the pasta. pasta. <laughs> okay. The so, ravioli. Yeah, for real. Okay, so you eat, yeah, you eat healthy, Workout. So can you share a little bit about like what like your eating routine as well and why all of that comes into play for like major matches? Uh,
1: well, I eat a lot. And I burn a lot of calories too, so I can't afford to eat a lot. That's a good thing. But um, it's uh, basically high carbohydrates. It just how my body will, you know, it's adjusted to it. I try to stay away from a lot of meat and especially red meats. I don't do that too often. And uh, it's basically uh, the way that I eat. It's uh, high fibers in the morning, high fibers. A lot of calories, like before 11 a.m., I have to have between a thousand to 1,400 calories in me, and uh, then lunch, which is another probably 800 calories to a thousand, and then dinner, around between three and 600 calories in dinner.
0: Okay, so, so you go down, downwards. Yeah. I go down,
1: yeah, because if I eat too much, at, you know, dinner time, then it affects my sleep, so I don't like it.
0: So at a major like three-day match <laughs> what do you do eating and drinking like days before day of and like even after for recovery
1: uh I don't change anything before a match mm-hmm. pretty much what like whatever I have for uh breakfast the week before I have for breakfast you know the day of the match yeah do I change anything uh after a match though I take a couple of days off uh if I don't have a match for the next two months then I take a week off, you know, I don't shoot, I don't drive fire and do nothing. I just, you know, play PS and, you know, some Call of Duty online, stuff like that.
0: It's important though, burnout, you know?
1: Yeah, but if I have a match like the next weekend or, you know, the the weekend after next one, then I just take a couple of days off and I just get back right to it.
0: Okay. Keep grinding. So how can people be better about all of that?
1: be better Uh, Yeah,
0: i've seen them go to matches and drink alcohol the night before and (laughs)
1: oh no 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 when i when i'm off season i party i drink a lot of alcohol i stay up late i do a lot of you know not so healthy stuff if you will (laughs) balance huh
0: there's balance in that
1: yeah, but if I'm on season and I'm matches, and I have matches, and I have to perform well. And you know, if I have like world shoot, you know, a year from now, I would, I would stop drinking. Like, I mean, I have a beer here and there, but yeah, nothing. N- like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a drink of you know rum or something like that.
0: Mm-mm. You have
1: nothing. a very needy cat, <laughs> huh? Very, very, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, so. I want to talk about mental management too so when do you go into like match mode whether it's a big competition smaller or even like world shooting and all of that
1: uh-huh when
0: mm-hmm. do you go into match mode
1: uh i don't know six months before
0: Oof. okay what does <laughs> pre-match like prep look like for you uh
1: pre-match prep uh I don't know, walk the stages, (laughs) see what's up.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, no, 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 (laughs) back up. So beforehand, like a week out, days out, are you like, when are you cleaning mags and guns and loading it up? Like, what does all that look like for you to get ready? You're looking at the stages, right? You're preparing for a lovely-
1: I look at the stages online. Yeah, I see the rank counts. I do a lot of, uh, if you can look at the stages, whether on paper or online or stuff Uh, starting positions really important like on nationals if you're gonna have four table starts out of the 20 states you know you have to practice a little bit of that you know table starts you know condition four you know uh, guns unloaded stuff like that if it's a lot of draw and shoot you know standing and you know you know you have to have a lot of um dry firing you know first shots Mm -hmm. And stuff like that, you know, you just got to get ready for that particular match and uh, in that sense, because besides uh, the starting positions, I don't think there's much you can see. Maybe the amount of swingers in the match. I go into the match book and I see, oh, you know, Nationals, there's, um, I don't know, 20 stages. We got eight swingers. Okay, cool. I have to practice a little bit of swingers, not too much. But then you go to world shoot, you have 30 stages and you have, you know, 36 swingers. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you have to practice swingers pretty much all day of the week. So that changes a lot.
0: How do you it's attack a swinger? Just an
1: example. Huh?
0: How do you attack a swinger?
1: How do I attack it?
0: Yeah. How do you shoot a swinger?
1: <laughs> uh, you have to practice it a lot.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, what are you looking for too? Like, how, how do you hit alpha zones on these swingers?
1: Depends on the movement. Just, you have to track it and uh, know where to aim and how to prep your trigger. And uh, recoil management is very important. If yeah. you try to get a swinger in one pass, you know, it's very important that you have a good uh, recoil control. And uh, especially if it's a 20, 25-year-old swinger. Ah. I tried to do that at nationals. I had two mics. So <laughs> I've been practicing a lot after that to uh, get a swinger in one path. But uh, yeah, it's a matter of uh, practicing the swinger, uh, and get a lot of feedback from it. You know Where do, where did you aim? Where did your impacts are? You know, see the swinger. So where are you impacting? and you know change accordingly so you can actually get a lot of alphas. I think on a swinger if you have uh, <clears throat> 80% of alphas, you know in general you're doing very good you know
0: like
1: 80% of the swingers that are matched you're gonna have two alphas or alpha charlies then you're doing very well
0: yeah all right so you have arrived at the competition uh whatever it may be now how do you walk stages and what are you looking for
1: I'm looking for the most efficient plan and uh the most simple and efficient plan on a stage without complicating too much. Overcomplicating it. it's it's sometimes it, it pays off, sometimes but it's rare, you know. It's better just to keep it simple and uh uh count steps. Steps are very important. It's gonna tell you, you know, the closest distance. It's it's all math. It's just go over there and, you know, see what's closer. So you can execute this positions in order, which is gonna be the last number of steps. That, um, but sometimes a little bit more steps with less uncomfortable positioning or comfortable shoots or uh, uh, shots that, you know, less difficult shots, a little bit better. Like on work shoot, I remember a stage that uh, 90% of the shooters, it was in France, they It was a big, like, square with windows on opposite sides that most of the shooters stayed in the center and shot targets through the windows, you know, like trying to fish for the targets and then shooting this side, then shooting the left side. They barely moved through the stage, but the positioning was so uncomfortable for them that um the U.S. team, you know, that was uh Ben, Casey Reeves. DJ uh, Norris and I, uh, we came up with the plan. It was basically my idea to uh, keep it simple. You know, let's run to the freaking window, shoot everything fast, run over here, shoot everything fast, go around the, the thing. You know, it's like, let's not do that. Like, shoot it like a pro match. Like, just go run, get closer, you know, blast, move over here, blast. And we actually end up I think beating them for like half a second and getting a lot more points. Oh. A lot of people started throwing mics. Yeah, that was a really, uh, uh, really good stage. You know, sometimes keeping it simple and getting closer to the targets, it's better than the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. So are you a better AM shooter or PM shooter?
1: I'm just a shooter. Like, just show up and shoot. <laughs> There's no AM or PM, you know, just... Yeah, but do you
0: perform better? You're either you?
1: ready or not. <laughs> so the question should be, are you a ready shooter or not?
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a morning person.
1: <laughs> well, you have to be, you know, there's, you know, you have to be, you have to be a morning person, a PM person, a rain person, rain and wind and storm and whatever it comes, you know, you have to just draw the gun and start shooting?
0: Have you seen me? And shoot? hit her. Have you seen my weather conditions uh, when I shoot? Like... <laughs>
1: well you never have sunshine you you fall and break stuff so Uh, my
0: knee is healing let's see (laughs) yeah it's not okay it's okay the other one's worse but yeah
1: damn good
0: Good. so i now have a knee brace and a knee sleeve
1: (laughs) well if you want to take this advice i know that having good physical conditioning will help you not to step and fall
0: no it doesn't matter (laughs) it does it
1: does matter no does matter
0: um no anyways
1: (laughs) (laughs) just an advice you take it or not It's up to you i
0: don't don't think i'm i'm like i can't get helped. i've been falling my whole life but (laughs) so if you have a bad stage like you were mentioning before you know one or two how do you move on stay focused on the next one especially like uh forget about
1: it. it it took me a while to, uh, just say fuck it you know it happens mm-hmm. so it's just whatever it just shit happens and and uh just make sure you don't do it again <laughs> okay. and if, if you do then you're stupid you know make sure next time you just stay home and you know, don't waste damn on money
0: <laughs> are you are you taking notes like when you're coming on stages do you review videos later do you take notes on what you did right or
1: i take notes on whatever i do wrong so i can work on it okay that's a Japanese way of improving.
0: <laughs> they are smarter than us.
1: <laughs> they are smart.
0: Not I wouldn't say
1: so. Yeah.
0: yeah. So after the match, then, you're taking that away, and you're adding that, like you said, into your training, your dry fire, all of that? hmm OK.
1: After the match. Yeah, I, I, I modify stuff to, to uh, work on the areas that I'm weak at, like uh, close distance stuff, you know? I shooting a lot of close distance. I still feel it's a waste of ammo, but I have to do it. You know, if I want to stay competitive, especially with USPSA, I have to do it. There's yeah. no way. Hmm.
0: Okay, so you're playing with your firearms. So what did you modify on like your guns for yourself to make it better for you?
1: On oh, my guns, I the Shadow 2, I don't do much. I changed the hammer spring on it, make it a little bit softer. And then, what I do is I dry fire the hell out of it. This is my match gun. This is what I used to dry fire with. And then just go shoot matches. And it's so soft. (laughs) Make sure it's all loaded. I don't want to blow up a hole. It's so soft, like double action. It's still, you know, six and a half pound double, but it's super soft. And um, I put an extended firing pin on it to make sure everything goes bang. And uh, I think it has a different fire pin spring on it. And I've modified the grips. They have like skating tape on it. A big grip. I like it better. People, you know, some people don't, but I do. I
0: yeah. do it myself.
1: Like this one, I haven't done it yet because it's looked orange and orange. just looks cool. So I don't want to cover it up, but I have to, you know, I have to. I will probably do that this weekend.
0: So when you do it now, looking at the rule changes and stuff, are you trying to make the guns heavier for better recoil or lighter?
1: No. I just keep shooting the gun that I've been shooting if I change something then I have to you know get used to it yeah so it again it's counterproductive It's it just get used to what you know equipment you have and and, and practice with it get good with it and, uh, and that's it
0: how many times have you had to move to a backup gun None yeah that's not fair
1: but on a nationals though I broke a slide stop on a stage that was nationals. 2015 Nationals. It was a speed shoot. My second shot, (laughs) slice stop broke. And I didn't know that if you hold it down, even if it's broken, like now, sometimes it happens when I'm practicing, I'm like shot it broke. So I hold it down and I can, you know, finish the stage. I, I, I'll probably lose like about second, second and a half. And uh, I modify my grip a little bit, hold it down and finish the stage and then, you know, change it or just... Throw
0: the gun in the garbage. And get <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, coming to the end of this, I wanted to know more about, like, how did you end up working at Atlanta Arms? How did you end up? I know you said you worked in an ammo company down South Florida. <clears throat> so, like, where did that relationship begin?
1: Uh, Frank Garcia. That relationship began with began with my parents. Okay. Uh, in the eighties, you know, my. My dad was the regional director from Nicaragua, IPAC, regional director.
0: Okay.
1: And um, my mom used to shoot a lot too. She was really good, pretty good shooter. Badass. And they shot a lot. You know, they shot World Cups. They shot the Brazil World Cup. I think that's where they met Frank, Frank Garcia, back in the 80s. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and um, they became friends and... Um, my parents used, used to invite Frank to shoot like our nationals back home. And uh, Frank liked them, but no, they are a lot of fun. They're different than over here. Over here, you go to a match, go shoot, then you just go home. Down there it's different. There's partying afterwards, okay. you know? Everything that is South America. you go to a shoot match and then there's a party and it's good. <laughs> there's a lot of alcohol and people. So <laughs> okay. it's different. It's a different feel for uh competition so and uh so i met him when i started shooting down there uh i met him uh really nice guy really cool guy and he invited me over he um he was basically my guardian when i was over here you know and uh i helped him out i worked for him and uh he uh he trained me a little bit he guided me he, he didn't you know tell me what to practice or right he just guided me like hey you know you have to practice a lot you know you want to be good you got to sacrifice a lot of stuff and um i did take some couple classes though from shooters that you know probably don't even know him uh, one of them he was i think 08 limited champion his name is ted puente i uh, he taught me a lot because yeah. he was part of uh universal Shooter academy which is frank's uh range oh. Back in the day, I think that was 2013. The Ted Puente was a, uh, he was working with uh, Frank training. So uh, Manny Bragg, probably, I'm pretty sure you don't know him either. I do. Manny, hear you Bra-
0: call Manny. <laughs> thank you. Manny,
1: yeah, he was he was really good back in 08, uh, 2010. Manny was pretty really good shooter. Yeah. He still is, don't yeah. get me wrong, but he doesn't train as much now, I think
0: yeah
1: and uh he gave me a lot of useful tips too and uh, shannon smith shannon great guy
0: the head motherfucker in (laughs) (laughs) charge
1: yeah that guy
0: (laughs) have Uh, you seen him register with that name though
1: yeah on a lot of matches down there cool guy very very cool and he drinks yingling yingling it's one of my favorite beers so
0: shannon's probably my favorite match director in the whole entire world Pits on the best Mm -hmm. matches knows his stuff he's tough but
1: fair
0: yeah yep what so what's it like like what's your job working at land arms like what is it like working there
1: what is it like it's 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 basically a family company uh, people have been working there for 20 30 years yeah and uh they know what they're doing uh, my job it's basically like uh research and development you know charge of the loads like I know exactly what Jacob shoots, you know, in terms of load data and stuff like that. Like today I was working on Shank Kulio's uh load for nationals. And uh, really cool guy, Sean. He's so cool. And uh not Sean. Sean <laughs> Coolio. Yeah,
0: yes,
1: he <laughs> <good. laughs> so uh I was um that's pretty much it and uh we also expanded in rooms. Now we're doing components, bullets. I learned a lot about you know presses and how to make a, an FMJ projectile and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, 115, 124, 147. We have uh, three, four presses and you know the core makers, you know, the stuff that goes inside the jacket. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. That was fun. Though. We did that for the last three years and uh, it's got pretty big, you know, because of the demand. And it's grown a lot. And uh, I helped out a lot with that. I learned a lot too. So, um, awesome. That's basically it.
0: What's it like working in the firearms industry in general? Is it fun? Is it hard?
1: Uh, it's fun, you know, because you relate with a lot of things, a lot of things. But um, um, I don't know. It's, it's fun to have access to uh, a lot of ammunition. <laughs> you know, it's something that you don't have to worry about you know like a lot of shooters that you know they have to be worried about ordering components and and then they have to reload a, you know friday have to reload 500 rounds to have a match on saturday so that that weight you don't have it yeah but um yeah it, it's it's cool it's cool if, i like it
0: if someone wanted to work in the firearms or even ammo industry specifically like what should they do to get in there
1: what should they do yeah like,
0: like, like how would someone
1: Apply.
0: I just didn't know, like, can they go learn a trade? Is there a certain degree? You know, like, should they study something? Or Or it
1: depends if if you're going to do the marketing stuff. You know, you have to have some kind of marketing degree or stuff like that. I work around machines, I have an engineering degree. You know, have to, you know, know about metals and, and, and stuff like that and manufacturing, which, you know, the inventory and stuff like that so it, it just depends which area you want to be part of for
0: marketing there all you have to do is have a photo album of sal and make fun of him <laughs> when he doesn't win
1: just like this like you're ready shit come I'm on
0: <laughs> like i said if i could find those three gun oh videos that'd be so good if i had known you then and i had known that was a thing i would have put them on my phone
1: <laughs> wow
0: I'm kidding. So, So, when
1: is the next three gun nationals, by the way?
0: I don't know if they're gonna have it there. They're they're they should have it in April next year at Clinton House. They, I think USPSA was talking to them to have it there. I don't know if it'd be multi gun, two gun, or what have you. But I think they're trying to bring that back next year up there because it's a good facility. If you've heard of Clinton House Plantation, South Carolina.
1: No, but it sounds close.
0: Yeah, it's it's not yeah not far from you because you can just hit seventy five, something like that. Twenty. Yeah, 20, and I, yeah. 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 Um, of course. <laughs> question, though, because you're in, in the insider scoop on, on ammo and stuff. Um, do you see components coming back, or is there still kind of a major shortage going on, or?
1: Uh, they came back a little bit, but um, it's. I don't think it's ever going to be like war. It's, really? it's going to take a while. Just like everything else. Oh. Uh, it's, it's just it took a hit from everything and, and and as long as, you know, politics keep stirring the pot, you know, things are not gonna change for the near future. So I would just try to get as much components as you know, and, and stuff while yeah. we still can. And just get used to the fact that, you know, shooting is gonna be a little bit more expensive than what it used to be. And a little bit more hard to find the components and stuff like that but you know we'll find a way
0: yeah we have to mm-hmm. yeah so sal any final thoughts you want to leave listeners with whether it's life liberty pursuit of happiness
1: <laughs> uh i don't know just train a lot don't do drugs yeah especially have drugs though and uh do a lot of gym <laughs> and, and, uh, what just advice <laughs>
0: Found advice, I like it. Anything else? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, that's about it. Uh,
0: how can, or any shout outs that you want to give to your sponsors?
1: Uh, you know, of course, Len Arms. Uh, always at the top. And uh, Black Scorpion gear, you know, the are pretty cool guys. And uh, really nice gear. And uh, also I want to thank, uh, Frank Garcia, University Shoot Academy, because they're the reason that, you know, they brought me over here and they showed me around, and, you know, yeah and uh, he promised I was gonna like it, so, well, you that's know, Fr- Frank, Frank, it's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing over here. And uh, he was right, you know, it's fun, I like it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. He's very proud of you, I know that.
1: Oh, how do you know that?
0: <laughs> well, we talk about <laughs> you know so oh my (laughs) god no it's really cool you know and and we're all a product of like our mentors and our teachers and you've had a lot of really good people you know teach you so
1: yeah actually my dad he's my parents pretty much they taught me how to shoot and uh they're very supportive They've, you know i'm lucky to have parents like them yep you know i don't know if you met them but
0: um i hmm? can't wait to meet them though we're going to have conversations now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they go to a lot of nationals uh, with me. And um, yeah, they're shooters, you know. They're just cold, so they don't do it anymore. But,
0: but yeah, yeah,
1: I'm grateful. And um, that's
0: it. Cool. So, Sal, how can people follow you on social media, find you online? Um, and do you offer any classes?
1: Uh, I do. Uh I do offer classes and stuff. Uh not so often, you know, because I have uh very busy, but uh like I have classes, like I'm going to Ecuador uh November, either the sixth or this 14th, I think. Uh stuff like that. I like you know doing the international stuff, and then I have class in Guatemala and stuff like that. Um that's insane. It's cool. It uh I'm around in instagram more than facebook you know because of the politics <laughs> uh i think i don't know if you can put the my instagram down there somewhere let's <laughs> <to> see it
0: <laughs> sj lunax what is it
1: yeah yeah with an x at the end yeah. i don't remember why the other one was taken
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the story behind your instagram is the other one was taken so you added an x
1: <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> Or you no, know, people used to add a number to, you know
0: an x whatever love it yeah i'll add that so yeah follow sal um he just tells you to suck less when you take his class by the way
1: <laughs> no i don't
0: <laughs> I just, Oh god we're just like yeah you're supposed to hit that well
1: <laughs> what are you doing go sit go give me 10 <laughs>
0: yeah i probably deserve that well uh thank you for being on the podcast definitely appreciate it and i'm excited to see what you do next for sure
1: oh thank you for inviting me
0: Absolutely. So go follow us out, check them out online, um, and go shop at Atlanta arms for sure. Mm -hmm. Word. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Redicle up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, follow along on social media at Redicle up or three gun Kenzie.